Hey, this is Matthew Lilly. Welcome to the Presence Pioneers podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We have special guest Trey Kent with us today. He is a pastor and a leader of the movement called America Praise, where they are seeing 24-7 prayer all over America, primarily with local churches, which is amazing uh, what God is doing. And we're going to hear some awesome stories. If you are a part of a church, which I hope you are, if you're a leader of a church, this is going to be encouraging to you and maybe even give you some insight and in how you can begin to see 24-7 prayer happen in your city or with your church as well. So excited to talk with Trey today. Look, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. The Presence Pioneers podcast exists uh, to help you and your community host and experience the presence of God. We believe God's presence changes everything. We want to help you worship and pray night and day. We release these interviews that are extended, made 45 minutes to an hour long interviews. We also have short little Bible teachings on this podcast. And so if those would help you and encourage you, please subscribe and you can stay tuned with all that we have to offer to encourage you and equip you. We're of course on Apple, Spotify, we're on YouTube. So you can track with us any of those ways and all the other major podcast platforms as well. Uh, You can visit our website at presencepioneers.org. To learn more about our ministry, you can look at all of our previous podcast episodes. You can search for different episodes and different topics. You can make a donation to support us if you'd like to do that as well. Thank you again for tuning in today. And I'd like to welcome Trey. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Hey, Matthew. I'm excited to be here. And I'm from Austin, Texas. And uh, I love hearing about what God's doing in your area and kind of around the world. God's got a new wave of prayer that's really sweeping the earth. It's unprecedented, really. Wow. The last yes. year. So we're so excited. It's amazing. So you are a pastor in Austin, Texas. That's right. And you are the leader of what's called the unceasing prayer movement there in Austin. Yes. And out of that has launched this movement across America, really, to see 24-7 prayer. Uh, According to your website, your vision is to unite and equip 40,000 churches in 24-7 prayer for national spiritual awakening. That's amazing. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. God's done. Yeah. So we're, we're, you know, we're down to the level of, I I have to pray. I want to pray. I want to get fired up in prayer. I want to get our church fired up in prayer. I want to get our neighborhood, our city fired up in prayer. I want to get our nation fired up. So that's how, you know, when we first, Matthew, when I first got called to pray, it was crazy. My wife and I were on a prayer walk at 1230 in the morning, praying through our neighborhood, you know, just starting right where we live. We're standing under a light pole. I mean, this, I know where the light pole is. And God said to me, wouldn't it be wonderful if 31 churches would adopt one day of prayer every month and my city could be covered in 24 seven prayer, 365 until Jesus returns. Come on. Now that's my awakening on uh, February 17th, 2008, where God said, I want my city, the greater Austin area, covered in 24-7 prayer. Now, number one, I love it that he called our city his city. And I know that he wants every city and every neighborhood. and It's his. Amen. You know, he's claimed it is his. Maybe we don't see it yet, but over every city, Jesus says mine over it. And I think through prayer, we agree with that. And so he told us, he said, I want my city covered in 24-7 prayer. 
until Jesus returns. I want the church. That was an awakening for us, Matthew. I went home. I couldn't sleep. I was so excited. I'd never heard of anything like this. I didn't know there was a prayer movement. There, are, there was and there is. So God says, I want you to help mobilize churches in Austin to adopt one 24-hour day of prayer and to cry out for the city on that day and then pass it on to the next church. And then- so wait a second. We've got, we've got a, before you jump into this, which is, I want to get into this, but I want to back up for a second. You said okay. you were not aware of the prayer movement, the, the 24-7 prayer movement that was exploding across the earth. This was 2008, you said. Yes. So, so you, you were not aware that this was something that no. was already happening in, at that no. point, probably at least hundreds, if not thousands of places. No, no, no. I had no idea about International House of Prayer. I had no idea about Pete Gregg, 24-7 Prayer. Those launched yeah. on the same day in 1999. I had no idea about that. Yeah. And I, I didn't know about it. I mean, I was just, we moved to Austin. You're a pastor? I'm a pastor. I'm planning a church in a very unchurched city. And we're doing our best to, to reach people for Christ and disciple them. I had no idea that this movement was going on around the earth. I mean, that's honestly, I feel ignorant about it. And I think there's a lot of people I meet every day that don't know there's this major movement happening unprecedented movement of prayer that's literally sweeping the earth yeah i didn't even know about it and that's so, that's that's fascinating so you just were but you were praying so you yeah, had a value praying. for prayer you're a, a value for prayer and we were praying and i think honestly a lot of pastors are in the same boat that i, that I was in and they're just past right. their they're doing their thing and they don't really realize see the reason why matthew and this is something that's a high value for us is that most prayer movements in America have gone around the pastor, partly because the pastor, pastors, we've been asleep on that, partly because intercessors are, are kind of driving it, which both are fine, but we realize that intercessors and pastors need to work together, and we believe the prayer movement needs to go straight through the local church, through the pastor. Pastor doesn't have to lead everything. The pastor needs to call his church. He says, Jesus said, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. Come on. So he's called us that. That's our, that's our identity is a house of prayer. So the pastor is to help mobilize that house of prayer to become a praying church. And that, that's, yeah. that's what I'm about. That's kind of like my that's area, good. what I'm passionate about, is seeing local churches awaken to pray night and day. I love it. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, and we'll go ahead and get into that, because I was going to ask you about the fact that most of the, especially the 24-7 prayer movements or parachurch movements, many times they're connected more in like the missions world, kind of parachurch world. And I think that's very interesting, but I do think one of the trends we're seeing, and I'm encouraged by this, is that the prayer movement, and specifically the day and night prayer movement, is beginning to impact local churches like never before, and, and for, from my perspective. And I believe that's actually going to continue. Like you said, Jesus said, my house will be a house of prayer. So yeah. that, that prophetic promise is going to happen. His people, his church will be a house of prayer. They'll be functioning with right. his presence and interaction with him being central to what they're doing, one of the core activities of what they're doing. But I, I do think, and you can correct me if you think I'm wrong with this, I do think maybe God launch some things sort of outside of the local church, almost to be like a beacon, a message to us, to the broader body of Christ to say, hey, don't forget prayer, <laughs> right? This yeah, is important. 
and he launched some of these radical movements and ministries uh, sort of outside of the context of the local church, maybe that, that t- almost like uh, when you think about some of the monks and monasteries in the years past where they yeah. sort of functioned outside of the church, but they kind of reminded the broader church of, of passionate devotion, extravagant devotion to Jesus uh, in the way that they functioned. But now I think what God's doing is he's really beginning to infuse that DNA back into the church that, that's biblical, that's been there from the beginning of the church. But now that it's starting to come back into the church, are you seeing that happen? As well, we are we are seeing it happen here in Austin, Texas. We're seeing it happen around America. So what happened here was we just started casting vision. I'd never seen this. No one ever. I didn't know anybody was doing it. The crazy thing, the funny thing is, Matthew, this is really crazy because we know what happened in '99 with uh, with IHOP and with Pete Gregg. They both launched on the same day. Well, I found out about a few years ago that on January 1st, 2009, Austin started our 24/7 prayer network, Unceasing Prayer as well as in Bellingham, Washington, Jason Hubbard started their prayer network the exact same day with the exact same model. We'd never met each other. Are you serious? I didn't know that. So, so this was like, this is the way I look at it. There's a, been a, there's a new wave, a second wave. You know, 99 was a, obviously a new wave with the, uh, the house of prayer model and with the, you know, like prayer room model, I would say, Pete Gregg. And then this is really a, a model to launch congregations into building a culture of prayer. For us, that's the goal. The goal is not just adopting a day of prayer. The goal is that the pastor would see this as an opportunity to build a culture of prayer, which is different. A culture of prayer means it gets into the DNA of the church, it gets into the children's ministry, it gets into the youth ministry, it gets into the deacon elder meetings, it gets into the staff meetings. It, It drives the church rather than a program the church does. And so we say to a church, hey, adopt a day of prayer every month. So that's 12, 24-hour days a year. You're going to be praying for the city. And start out at least getting 24 people praying. That's one hour. Somebody prays at 2 a.m. Somebody prays at 3 a.m. Somebody prays at 4 a.m. And for us, the next step was, hey, we, what if we got two or three people for an hour and are crying out? And, you know, at first we'd have, like, I would start at midnight, and then we'd call the 1 a.m. guy and say, hey, are you awake? Yeah, I'm awake. And pray that hour, and then we pray together for a minute and then pass the baton. Now, um, churches do it differently. This is the beauty of it, Matthew. The pastor can say, we want to do it like this. We like to end our day with a worship service, whatever they want to do. Some we've seen in Austin that have the the two churches on the same day, they'll start doing things together. Uh, So there's the sky's the limit. For us, we decided some years ago, you know, we've been doing this for 12 years. So Austin's been covered in night and day prayer for 12 years by the local churches. Come on. So we, you know, our vision is to make Austin the most prayed for city in America. I love that. We believe that the end goal is that God wants us to be revived. It's not just about praying, but it is to that end goal of seeing the church awaken. So we have about 100 churches in the Austin area that are part of the movement and that are praying that adopted a day of prayer and that are mobilizing their church to pray. That's incredible. A hundred churches. That's not, not something to breeze by. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's taken a while to get there, you know, for years we had 31 and 32 and 35 and 33 and just, you know, and it started to grow. We saw some big challenges our city was facing and the prayer movement, you know, one of the big ones, I'll just tell this story. This was amazing. In 2013, our water source here is Lake Travis. And our water source 
completely filled is 681 feet. That's how high the lake is. Well, we were down, the, the lake was one third full, two thirds empty, meaning our water source is depleting and the city is growing. You know, Austin's one of the fastest growing cities in America almost every year. And it, almost every year it's got best city to live in America. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you what happened. That's what's been going on. So the city council calls a meeting. They say, we don't know what to do. You know, we're going to be out of water in 20 years. We're going to have no water. Maybe even before that, there's no solution to it. And when we heard that as the pastors, we, we knew what we needed to do. Because the Bible says if there's a plague, Second Chronicles 7, 13, and there's no rain, and the heavens are shut up or a plague hits, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways that God said he would hear from heaven. He would forgive our sin and heal our land. So we, we called a meeting of pastors and said, we need to pray. We need to declare a day of prayer for rain, a day of fasting. We have a friend that works for the city. He got us into the city council. The city council begrudgingly let us come. And because Austin's kind of, you know, anti-Jesus, the city council is in Austin and has been. So we went before them and we declared a day of rain. We, and we said this, Will Davis, one of the pastors, I opened in prayer. Will Davis got up and said, we believe that the problem with the lake is our fault. We've done a bad job leading the churches in our city and we haven't done a good job. So we're here to tell you that we are repenting and we're going to pray for rain and we believe God's going to fill the lake. So that meeting happened in May 2013. That night we had a prayer meeting. 1,000 people showed up from around churches uh, around the city, the news media was there. Then, in fact, we're having a pregame prayer meeting, like a dozen of us in a room. Then they knock and say, "The news media is out front. They want to talk to you because they think it was actually hilarious that we were actually having this prayer meeting for rain." You know, like okay. oh. so we go out there and some guys are interviewed. But we're we're praying. I want to tell you something, Matthew. We prayed and repented. We called it a prayer meeting for rain and revival, and that was about repentance and prayer. That night, it started to rain. It rained the next day. I mean, when you're trying to raise the, the lake level 60 feet, I mean, I can't even tell you how much water. It, it's an astronomical amount of water that is needed to fill Lake Travis. And what we saw was over the next 600 days or so, the lake began filling up. One weekend alone, it went up 30 feet. Good grief. And so within less than two years, 600 days or so, we had a second meeting to rejoice that God had filled Lake Travis. Come on. We had pastors wanting to sign up and say, we, we see now God answers prayer. God, I mean, this was a tangible way for us to say, God heard the prayers of those thousand people in those churches. After that, we, we almost doubled in our number of churches that, that jumped on board. So we believe that this is yeah. making a difference. Come on. That's amazing. What an incredible story. Yeah, because so many times people think that prayer just is something we do in our church. Yeah. It has to overflow outside of the church or it's not any right. real difference. So Come we got Kai Bowman, who's the pastor at Hyde Park Baptist here in Austin. And I, we wrote a book about the, this movement in Austin called City of Prayer. Okay. It's available. That's a great resource for pastors to say, I want to see this in our church for intercessors. Um, it's also great for city movements. We've had people purchasing these for their whole city. There are all their leaders, 50, 60 pastors, 100 pastors. One guy brought... 250 of them for his whole region. And what we're seeing is prayer beginning to be mobilized 
Because, you know, if God can do it in Austin, we're kind of a tough bunch here. We're kind of a church, liberal city. If God can make Austin the most prayed for city in America, he can do it anywhere. Right. Come on. I love that. We're going to, we'll be, we'll be sure to, to link to your book in the description of the podcast here so people can click through and, and grab that for sure for their communities so they can, uh, so they can continue to pray. I, I love this. So your model, just to clarify, because I cut you off earlier. So your model is that churches adopt days, 12, 24 hours of, yes. of prayer and then that's what covers the calendar. So it moves from church to church from that's day right. to day. And sometimes, I guess, in your case, with 100 churches, you've got overlapping where there's yeah. multiple churches praying at one time. Now, you said that there's some freedom and flexibility in the prayer that happens. Uh, so the churches kind of do prayer however they want to. Is that right? That's right. That's true. For us, for example, after, you know, like I said, the, the goal is building a culture of prayer. It's not just yeah. you're out your day covered. Getting the day covered is a part because, see, when I grew up, Matthew, the, the intercessors at the church were the seven or five little old ladies that would come up to the church once a week. And, and telling you what, a lot of churches have been rescued and blessed by those five to seven little old ladies. My mom was a part Amen. of it. But what we realized that the true intercessors of the church is the whole body. My house shall be called a house of prayer. Well, we're all a part of his house. That's right. I say that there's there's no spiritual gift of prayer, you know? <laughs> That's everybody, isn't it? Yeah. We began to calling the whole church to adopt. So this is what we would do. And this is what we encourage churches to do. As you head towards, the, like for us, we're already, we're planning towards 2021 right now. We say to churches and we say to our church, will you adopt an hour of prayer 12 times a month on our day of prayer and that would be your day. You know, see, that's how the Moravians did it. The Moravians got this call to pray, and they, their call to pray was that 24 people, 24 men and 24 women would adopt one hour of prayer, and they adopted that prayer for the rest of their lives. Now, we do it yearly. <laughs> We're not Moravian style yet. But the Moravians, when they that prayer meeting went on for 100, some say 125 years, the cool thing is, I love this word that their old history says, that they would literally, in their will, they would bequeath their hour to their children. I mean, that's amazing. They would, they would, their part of their inheritance to their kids would be this hour that we've been praying. You know, mom and dad, mom and I have been praying for the last 25 years at this hour. We give it to you. Did you know the first and second great awakening both occurred during the Moravian 100 year prayer meeting? And we have not had another awakening since then. Mm. I believe that both awakenings were generated, at least in part, by the prayer movement that the Moravian John Wesley was saved through the Moravians. Yeah. Whitfield was touched by it. They were all touched by it. So we're we're saying, you know, we want everybody in, in the game. Everybody everybody gets to play. Everybody gets a part of this prayer movement. So would you adopt that hour of prayer? You no, know, like for us, since we started the movement, Marianne and I, my wife and I, we start at midnight. We just finished it. Monday was our day. Hmm. So at midnight, Marianne and I, we we ask our church now to come to the building. And most churches don't do that. But we felt like, hey, let's make a prayer room here and make it important enough that we're going to have a whole room set aside and say, this is the most important room of our church is the prayer room. Yeah. And on the fourth Monday is our day of prayer. Come up to the building. So we got five or six that join us at midnight. And we, they're our team. And we pray together for that hour. And then at 1 a.m., another two or three, four come in. And at 2 a.m., and it just goes all day for 24 straight hours. Our building is open. 
And then it passes on to the next church and they pray in their way. So the, the pastor say, may have a different vision. Hey, let's do it on Zoom. Some of the larger churches are saying, hey, let's do 30-minute segments. Let's get 48 people or more to pray, just 30-minute segments. Yeah. There's lots of ways to do it, but... I love it. Yes. I'm sure that, I'm sure that makes it easier to get buy-in and to get involvement because it's so simple. It's so simple. It's, it's not complicated. You don't have to learn a, a certain prayer model. You don't have no. a worship team no. or anything like that. You can have one or two or more gathered in his name. Most churches have hundreds of people, you know, or at least dozens of people. So filling, you know, 24 yes. hours for one day a month is not a huge ordeal. Uh, it's, 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 an, it's an amazing model. I mean, I, I think it's a, it's a gift from God that he dropped this idea uh, to it, it, you it and is. to Jason at the same time. Yeah. Hey guys, this is Matthew. We'll get back to the episode in just a moment. If you're enjoying the podcast, Please consider joining Presence Pioneers Premium, our brand new subscriber community. Paid subscribers will get exclusive premium content, such as bonus podcast episodes, exclusive articles, early releases, and more. Presence Pioneers will be releasing its first e-course in 2024 with many more to come. And the Presence Pioneers Premium subscribers will always have full access to the entire library of online courses. Visit media.presencepioneers.org or click the link in the description to join today. You can become a premium member today for an introductory price of only $5 a month. When the price goes up in the future, as our library of resources grows, you can stay subscribed at the original price. If you've enjoyed our podcast for a while, becoming a premium member is a simple way for you to help us cover the cost of producing this podcast and partner with Presence Pioneers in equipping the church with resources for day and night prayer, prophetic worship, missions, and revival. Visit media.presencepioneers.org to sign up today. And he told me, Matthew, this is weird, but he told me once he gave it to me, he says, you're, you're going to be shocked by what I do with this. And you're going to be tempted to think it's you, but it has nothing to do with you. And because it's just simple model, because think about this. There are very few churches that can do 24-7 prayer in their <laughs> church by themselves. And when I got back from my prayer walk that night, because I didn't even know if this was biblical. I was like, Lord, because I, I didn't know there was a prayer movement. I said, Lord, is this even biblical? And the Lord said, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, pray without ceasing. And I was like, oh, yeah. But you know what? None of us can pray without ceasing without one another. That's right. Requires the body of Christ. So that's when I, I realized, no, this is biblical. This is God's heart. This is how he raises up this prayer army in these last days to awaken the church. If my people are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. So the army is being raised up through humility and prayer, seeking his face, turning for our wicked ways. Mm. That's what happens. That's right. And that admonition to Thessalonians, pray without ceasing, that's a letter written to the church of the city. That's what a lot of people miss sometimes because we think so individually, you know, individualistically. Yes. We, we see those instructions. We go, oh, I've got to pray without ceasing. And there's a measure where we want to be communing with God all the time. But that was an admonition to the church in that city to pray without ceasing. Without, and every city can do it. Exactly. Well, we, is it large, large and char, small churches, house churches, 
Yeah. It doesn't really matter how big your church is that you can be a part of this. We've had churches that start. One of the best stories we had was, is that our first meeting, this is crazy. I, I write about it in the book. We're at our first meeting of pastors. Imagine 30, 40 pastors out there. And I got this calendar on the, you know, on this easel saying, right now we have zero days adopted. But today is the day we're asking you to start adopting these days of prayer. It would have been 2009 at the point. And this pastor raises his hand. He's one of my dear friends now. He raised his hand and said, I just don't think every church is supposed to be intercession like this. And I don't think all of us are called to this. And he really like, I mean, it was terrible because he almost <laughs> my, our whole vision here. But one of his friends kind of, uh, I think he said, guilted him into adopting a half a day of prayer. So they split the day. He says, you take the first half, we'll take the second half. And so after about five or six months, that pastor that was kind of against this called me and said, Trey, I don't know what to tell you. Our church is on fire from praying now. We want our own day. We want the whole day. And then he called me and said, hey, listen, we're having a meeting on Friday night. We want you to come. And he said, we're doing 24 hours of prayer. And I said, well, that's what we always do. He says, no, no. We're asking all of our people to come for 24 straight hours and not leave the building. Wow. Proceed in person for 24 straight hours. And so there you went from a guy who was against the movement to when he started with 12 hours, he went to 24, and then he just exploded. In That's fact, amazing. in the period, they had they decided they would have prayer morning, noon, and night every day for nine months. They saw 300 people born again. Come on. So what happens is that God will begin to ignite this in the heart of pastors. And even those that aren't really for it at first, if they will step into it, they'll yeah. see God doing something amazing. That's what we've seen here in Austin. That's incredible. Well, how have you seen this movement begin to spread? Because I know it's not just Austin praise. It's now America praise. Yes. So I know you said you and Jason Hubbard launched at the same time, supernaturally, I believe, at the same time. But how have you seen it spread beyond there? Because I know now it's more of a national movement. So maybe talk about that, how it spread and some of what you're seeing happen in America. For sure. What happened was, Matthew, we were Franklin Graham was coming into capital cities, wanting to do these big, giant Billy Graham rallies leading up to the election. And so they asked, will you take, will you be the point guy for Austin? And I was like, I didn't really want to do that. But God said to me, do it. So I did it. And through that, I met one of the, the team leads from Billy Graham Association, Brian Allerett. Brian was in charge of 10 states. Well, Texas was one of them. So we worked together on the Billy Graham event here. We had 10,000 people praying at the Capitol in Austin, Texas, at noon on a Tuesday. I mean, come on, um, crazy. Wow. Yeah. So Brian kept flying in to meet with me, and he said, I want to know about this unceasing prayer thing. And I said, well, what's he doing? I mean, he works for Billy Graham. He came to me after several meetings and said, God has called me to do this in New Mexico. Would you help me? And I said, absolutely. So Marianne and I, we flew to New Mexico 2016, and we launched uh, New Mexico Parades. And they got about 100, 125 churches there now praying night and day over New Mexico. But God told Brian, I don't want this just for New Mexico. I want you to lead it to every city and every state and every nation of the earth. So when he told me that, I said, Brian, he said, I'm going to quit my job with Billy Graham Association and I'm going to launch American Praise. And I said, I'm all in to help you. I'm pastoring in Austin. I'm leading ours, but I'll assist you. And Jason Hubbard came on board and Dave Butts came on board. And uh, it's just incredible uh, movement that is happening now across the earth. Uh, we're seeing churches and cities being covered in night and day prayer 
by the local churches, just adopted a day of prayer. It's moving across America. We have a plan in the next uh, two years, three years to be in every state in America. I think we're in a dozen or more now, and we're in a dozen countries. It's, it's exploded across the earth. You know, so other nations are jumping in, China and India and Indonesia, and all across the earth, they're adopting this simple model to make prayer really accessible to every local church. Yeah. Dick Eastman, I don't know if you've heard of Dick Eastman. Oh, yeah. He's Every Home for Christ and The Hour That Changes the World. If you've never read The Hour That Changes the World, please read that. It'll blow you away. But Dick Eastman has now come upon uh, our team, the America Praise team. He's the chairman of our board, helping us take uh, this model to um, every nation on earth because they have offices in 180 nations and he's all in to help us. So there's been a lot of favor on it, Matthew. We're seeing uh, this begin to happen in cities uh, across America. Some are just getting started. Yeah. And uh, some, you know, there's been several that we were to fly into and then the COVID thing hit, but we'll get back to these cities and begin encouraging churches. And maybe people are listening now. They say, you know what? I have a vision for my city. We'll connect with americapraise.org. Yeah. And tell us what's going on in your city. And I was thinking, Matthew, just in Greenville, I'm, I'm sure that there's, yeah. think about what could happen there. Yeah. Some intercessors on this call just went to their pastor and said, Pastor, I want to, I want, uh, I'm starting to move in our churches to pray for our city one day a month. I'm sure the pastor would, be, would love that. <laughs> if it doesn't start with the pastor. Maybe the intercessor right. is, what would, would you care if I got 24 people that are praying for revival in our city on the, you know, first Sunday or Monday or Wednesday or Friday of the month, whatever it is. Yeah. Most pastors would say, yeah, I'd love that. And by the way, pastor, we're going to be praying for you. He'd love it. Oh yeah. No, that's great. That was going to be one of my questions was people that would want to see this, but maybe they're not in a leadership position. What do they do? So you guys are, so you're saying that they can go on your website, americapraise.org and they can connect with you guys, get some resources, get some tools on how to do that. Yes, that's yes. Awesome. And Brian wrote a book called uh, When People Pray, and that tells really the America Praise story. Okay. The, the book that we wrote, City of Prayer, kind of tells the story of Austin. We, we feature Albuquerque. We feature Bellingham, Washington, and uh, the principles really of revival and prayer that are happening here. But when people pray, Brian kind of tells the America Praise story. So that's okay. a great source for people. Um, I had a guy call this week say, I read Brian's book. We want to do this in our city. Come on. And so. That's awesome. So that's all it takes. Somebody says, we want to see this in our city. They can sign up. They can start doing it. I mean, they really don't even have to sign up necessarily. They can just do it. But they can sign up with you guys because you guys are trying to track this, I I guess, and resource people. That's right. We are. And uh, yeah. We we are. And so, you, you know, you can sign up your family to pray. You can sign up your church to pray. You can sign up your business to pray. There's there's lots of inroads, but ultimately, you know, we want pastors to, to, to sign their churches up to pray. Yeah. And what we found is, Matthew, that the best, usually the best lead guys in cities or regions are pastors talking to pastors. Didn't yeah. have to be, but that, that does seem to be work best in most cities. And, uh, but God is unique. He raises up people that whoever yeah. he wants to do it. And like you said, we don't even know some of the cities that are already doing it. They're just doing it. Yeah. What would be some tips you would give to people that aren't pastors on how you're a pastor? So how could they navigate those conversations? I know that you say 
they might be excited, but they might be hesitant too. If somebody kind of comes in, seems like they're wanting to launch another thing, do another thing. Uh, how would you suggest people can, can have those conversations with their pastors? Because like you said, ideally the pastors would get on board and be supportive of that. Should they try to get their pastors on board to be leaders in it, or should they just do it? And then the pastor sees what's happening and maybe they jump in or well, any, any uh-huh. thoughts on that? I think I would go through the pastor once I started my local church. I think once this is what I recommend for pastors is do it in your church for a while before you try to export it. Right. This is what we did. And I, right when God met me under that light pole in February 17th, 2008, I started immediately launched that in our local church to our one day of prayer every month. And then as I went to pastors, I say, we're doing this in our church. I've got 24 people that have adopted an hour of prayer and they're praying and they're calling the next guy or texting the next guy and they're doing this. But I want you to do it in your church. What day is best for you? So, so I think that, yeah, if you go to the pastor and say, hey, we'd like to do this. And if you're an intercessor, if you do a lot of the legwork, that would be amazing. Yeah. The thing the pastor needs to do is tell the story about it and be, so the pastor may be helpful to find out through Brian's book, when, it, when people pray or our city prayer book, or find out who's behind this. And the American Praise website talks about the leaders who are behind this. You know, Brian B., having been with Billy Graham for so long, was helpful because most people really embrace the Billy Graham Association. And so this is a powerful movement of evangelicals, charismatic Pentecostals are coming together. Yeah. See, our city's transformed through prayer. I love it. I think I'd go to the pastor and, and maybe give him a resource or just say, hey, check this website out. The, the video that Brian did on his site, American Praise video, is astounding. It tells the story of what happened in Albuquerque. And when we show that to pastors and business people, they go, wow, that we want, we want that in our city. Yeah. It's an incredible tool to go to a pastor and say, hey, watch, could you watch a seven-minute video with me? And then let's pray about what God could do here beginning in our own church. That's great. Show them a video, buy them a book, send them the website, pray for them, offer to help. I think, man, if some, if, of course, we're doing this, but if people came to me and said, hey, as a part of this movement of prayer, we're praying for our city, we're also going to be praying for you. Yeah. Because we love good. you. We want you to be, you know, I think the pastor, I'd love for the pastor to be the most prayed for city person in every church. And then these cities be the most prayed for cities. Think about this, Matthew. This has never happened in the history of the world. Yep. Austin, Texas <laughs> has never been prayed for night and day by the local church like it is right now. Now, this, this model actually happened early on in the beginning of the Second Great Awakening. They were adopting days of prayer, but, but many of them were Mondays. They were kind of coming together every quarter. But, but this has never happened. And, and these people listening, they could pioneer a new move of God in their city that begins in prayer. And, yeah. you know, Austin has this thing at UT, University of Texas, this slogan that says, what happens here changes the world. Yeah. Well, what we've adopted is what happens in prayer changes the world. Yeah. So you want to see change in your city? Start praying for it. And the beautiful thing about it, it doesn't have to be 100 people. It doesn't have to be 1,000. It can start with one or two, and it spreads. That's what we saw happen here. That's amazing. I love it. Well, do you have, I know that the vision is not just, for prayer. The vision is, like you said, it's for transformation. So we want to see revival. We want to see God move in cities. We want to see people saved, healed, 
We want to see our cities become more like heaven on earth. So you have any other stories, any other testimonies uh, before we wrap up here that, that might encourage people that you can, you can think of, of what's happened as, as churches or cities have adopted this? Yes. I think that probably the most impacting is the America Praise story through Brian Allered in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Albuquerque was a very poor, a very downtrodden city and it still has a lot of struggles. But when that America Praise, when Albuquerque Praise and, and New Mexico Praise began to pray, they saw a financial turnaround in that state from a deficit to a several billion dollar turnaround. And they saw the mayor who's Democrat pro-abortion embrace this movement and literally was the biggest donor to the movement was the city of Albuquerque when they started doing these events that would feed the city and feed the children. Well, the, the city would literally donate to this. So you got a, a very secular city pro-abortion leaders that are donating and being a part because the church is coming together to feed the city, to clothe the city. And so incredible things have happened through prayer being at the center and unity. Yeah. They, in Albuquerque, this is what happened, is that they said, we're creating an app to help the needs of the people. Could we put the churches on there? So like, let's say somebody said, I'm hungry. I need to find a, a food bank. They put it in there, in there and they would bring up a church. And so literally the city now, because they saw the value of the local church unifying together in prayer and really caring about the city, they embraced them. And they said, we want to allow the people to find resources through. So there's a lot in the story. Brian tells it better than I do. But what we saw is that prayer began to leave the local church and outflow into the government, the school system. And we saw things like we've never seen before in a city because, like I said, it's never been done. No one's ever prayed night and day in Albuquerque. So why do we think it's surprising that now we're seeing things that God has never done? It all started in prayer. So the story in Albuquerque is a powerful one that you can read in the When People Pray. You can also watch it on the AmericaPraise.org website. Yeah, that's so incredible. Amazing. We're going to link to all those, the books and the videos and the the websites and resources so people can definitely connect with you guys. And I'm, I'm so encouraged by this. I feel like it's in many ways, like you said, the next wave of the prayer movement that, that what's happened sort of on the fringes, maybe sort of in more of the missions world of the body of Christ, God's really infusing this into the body of Christ. And like you said, a culture of prayer is, is growing yes. in the church. And I think the lines between, you've typically had local church and house of prayer as two separate ministries or two separate ideas. I think it's one. Like, you, yes. like we started with, Jesus said, my house will be a house of prayer. And, and that's really what, what's going to begin to happen. And you're going to say, is there a house of prayer in this city? Well, yes, of course there is. There's 50 churches that are praying yes, <laughs> you know, absolutely. All, all the time. And so Jesus has this yeah. house of prayer in his, in his city. Well, uh, any, any closing thoughts, Trey? It's been awesome to chat with you. Well, I tell you, the Lord told me that, Matthew, that I'm the house of prayer and you're the house of prayer. And then together, the family is a house of prayer. And then there's Christians in that neighborhood that become part of that house of prayer. The local church is a house of prayer. And then all the churches together. So the the house of prayer goes down to the individual level. And then it goes to the corporate level, the city level, the nation level, and the world. So it's phenomenal what God is doing when he calls us that this is our identity. That was the biggest revelation for me. 
was he says, you are my living, breathing, walking house of prayer. Walking through our cities, praying for people. In fact, this is one of those beautiful ways, I think, that prayer and evangelism happen together. Is that anywhere you go, if you listen carefully, you'll find people with needs. And my, my mother-in-law, who's a very, you know, outgoing lady, but has never prayed for anyone in public. The other day, she saw this lady with a bum foot and it was infected. And my mother-in-law sitting there said, do you mind if I pray for you? It won't be weird. I'll just pray for you. For, and, and she reached over and prayed like a 20-second prayer for this woman at the mall. My mother-in-law is 85 years old, has never prayed publicly in the mall or anyone else for anyone. And when it was done, the lady reaned over to my mall with tears and said, no one has ever done that for me. So all of a sudden, prayer is now linked to our very daily lives. So I just want to encourage the listeners, everywhere we go, we are this house of prayer. And the more you can unify with others, the more power there becomes. And so in our movement here, we see quarterly prayer meetings where hundreds, sometimes several thousand people come together to pray. So there's a lot, there's a lot that can happen in our local areas. I'm very excited about your podcast and all those listening, taking next steps. That's what I would say. What's the next step God has for you? Yeah. Take that next step and God will lead you to yeah. a place you've never dreamed. Amen. Will you, will you just say a prayer for everybody real quick that's listening, that, they would, yes. that God would speak to them about those next steps? Yes, Father, there's pastors, there's intercessors, there's, uh, Lord, all kinds of people on this call. There's some people on this call that feel beat down they feel defeated. But today, Lord, you're telling them, you are my house of prayer. You are my temple. You carry my presence around. Father, I pray that you would unleash the Holy Spirit on everyone listening. If it's a pastor, he'd say, what's the next step for my church or my family? Lord, I pray that not only would we try to get our churches to be houses of prayer, I pray our homes would be houses of prayer. I pray I would be a house of prayer. I pray that if anyone runs into me, they would find me praying for them and for our city. God, I pray, no, Lord, it's not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. Would you pour the Holy Spirit afresh and anew on every listener, every listener right now? And, and Lord, let us know we are a house of prayer. We make a difference by our prayers. Heaven comes to earth as we cry out to you. I thank you for Matthew, Lord, and for this whole movement. And I pray, God, that you would unify us and bring great glory to Jesus and every, mm-hmm. and every town and every family and every individual. I pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Trey, thank you so much for being on today. It's been great. Loved it, man. So excited. So good. Well, look, everybody, thank you for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed this. Look, if you would... Share this with your friends, post it on social media, help us get the word out about what God's doing, and let's see this movement continue to grow and to spread. Uh, Be sure to hit subscribe if you're not subscribed so that you continue to follow along with us. If you're on Apple, leave us a rating or review that helps our podcast get found more in the algorithms. And on YouTube, you can give us that little thumbs up, which also helps as well there. Thanks again for tuning in today. And don't forget that God's presence changes everything.